so many of us around this time of year, we really feel that pressure and the intensity to go out and get that perfect gift. Maybe you've just procrastinated or maybe you just really want to give the perfect present and haven't been able to figure out how to do that. So to help us, we're chatting with Assistant Professor of Marketing at West Virginia Virginia University. He's authored numerous studies about gift giving. Julian Givy is joining our show. Julian, good evening. Thank you so much for making the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for reaching out. Always happy to talk gift giving, especially, you know, this time of year. It's the, the best time to be giving gifts, so happy to hop on. Yeah, I mean, is it the best time to be giving gifts, or is it just the most stressful time to be giving gifts? I, I mean, how much pressure are people really under around this time of year? Because I know I certainly am feeling it. You must be hearing from a lot of people just really desperate for some help. Yeah, yeah, no. So there's there's definitely some pressures, right, that goes into holiday gift giving. I think that's in part because it's such a unique time of year to be giving gifts. So, you know, unlike some of the other times of year when we give gifts, you know, you think birthdays or weddings, things like that, um, around the holidays, we have to give gifts for tons of people, right? We have friends, we have families, we have coworkers. In some cases, we're not just giving these people one gift, but rather we're giving them multiple gifts. And then on top of that, right, there's a whole number of other things that kind of make holiday gift giving stressful. So you think about it, it's one of the busiest times of the year, right? With work, things can be very busy. Uh, we have other obligations we have to get to. You know, we have gatherings with friends and family. Um, and then moreover, like if you think about whenever people are or whenever we're actually giving the gifts during the holidays, there's there's lots of people usually present for these things, right? So there's kind of you know, you have to you have to think about like how is my gift going to compare to other people's gifts? You know, do I am I going too expensive? Not not giving enough? You know, there's a whole bunch of combination of of really interesting factors that make kind of holiday gift giving you know uh, stressful. Don't get me wrong; it's definitely fun, but there's lots of stressors to it as well. I'm glad that you mentioned cost because. I think that that's also something that's probably topical for a lot of people, not just in Canada, but worldwide right now with with inflation where it is. Things cost a lot more this year and many people are really feeling that crunch. Is it possible to give a good gift and remain within budget? Is there is there something that can actually be received for under $50 and be a good gift? Oh, 100%. So, in fact, uh, research kind of shows, so some of my work as well as research of others, uh, it kind of shows that when it comes to the price of the gift, um, whenever we're giving gifts, we think it matters a lot more than it really does. So, in other words, as gift givers, we kind of expect sort of a, a relationship or a correlation, if you will, between how much money we spend on the gift and how much a recipient will appreciate it. But then recipients, on the other hand, actually don't care so much about, about the actual cost of the gift, right? It's more of a matter of, you know, did you kind of put in the effort and the thought to show me that you care about me? So hmm. I think that is some good news for listeners out there. It's that, you know, you don't have to break the bank to get to give a good gift. It's kind of just more show, show, your, show your recipients that you care about them, right? It doesn't really matter how much the price of it is, though. And uh, there's so many people that you need to be going out and shopping for around this time of year. I'm sure that, you know, for those few people that exist, those unicorns in our society that get all of their shopping done before December, this must be a nice breezy time of year. But for the rest of us, it seems that there are just so many people on the list. It's it's hard to try to pull off that really personal, really thoughtful gift when you have what feels like an endless list and a short amount of time. What do you suggest in that situation? Yeah, that's that's definitely like we were mentioning earlier, right? One, one of the reasons that makes it so stressful. But I mean, there's there's a few different things, honestly, that I, I think are, are are can help people. So first of all, 
I think a really good strategy is, you know, throughout the year, we kind of know what the holiday gift giving is coming, right? It comes every single year around this exact same time. So one, one kind of strategy people can kind of employ is to, um, you know, try to jot down things when they realize, hey, you know, I, I was over at my friend's house and they, they said how much they could really use a Keurig or something along those lines, mm-hmm. right? And for, for each of the people that are going to be on your list, you know, keep a, a notes app on your phone or a little diary at home or something that you can just jot these ideas down. So that way, whenever it comes time to, you know, whenever we hit, you know, December 20th or whatever it is today, um, you know, you're not, you're not <laughs> completely just having no idea what to get them. And the other thing is, um, you know, actually just listen to people. So if people actually come out and tell you, Hey, you know, here's this item I'd really like, or, Hey, I have this registry, you know, you can look at the items on, you can look at the items there, um, you know, listen to them and follow that. Cause actually research shows that, um, recipients, gift recipients are actually quite appreciative of, of things that they kind of explicitly request. So even though, you know, we might want to surprise people and do something that they have no idea was coming, um, research kind of suggests that, you know, even if you give something that they've, they've requested either through a registry or through them just mentioning it to you, um, they, they tend to very much like those types of gifts as well. What if, Julian, it's not necessarily a thing? It's not a gift that you're going to give in the moment and it's more of an experience. Where do experiences stack up on giftability and uh, and whether or not those are good gifts to receive. Yeah, so um funny enough in in kind of the world of marketing if you will, there's been a whole um in the last 10 20 years a whole bunch of research on it kind of experiences versus items like tangible, you know, items or products. And what the finding is is that basically, you know, we we spend a lot of money on on these tangible products, but actually experiences generate more happiness and Funny enough, uh, in recent years, that has been kind of shown to also apply when it comes to gifts. So not only, um, you know, so people kind of tend to give more material items as, as gifts, but experiences are actually, uh, experiential gifts tend to generate more happiness compared to material items. And moreover, on top of this, um, research also demonstrates that experiential gifts kind of tend to make givers and recipients closer. So, you know, if you give me, you know, let's say you give me tickets to a show, we go see a show together, that's going to make me you know, feel closer to you than if you were to have given me a, a comparable, um, a comparable material item, right? Mm. So if you give me a Bluetooth speaker or something like that. So I think experiential gifts are, are definitely great. And, and uh, funny enough, research, like I had mentioned before, we kind of, we kind of find that uh, givers kind of shy away from, from these experiences, uh, but they seem to be great gifts. Can they backfire if you if you're giving someone a gift uh, that's an experience that maybe involves you? Should you shy away from that? Maybe to try not to be selfish in your gift giving. Yeah. So funny enough, this this kind of ties to a broader uh, broader broader theme in gift giving, if you will. So I'll I'll kind of get back to this. But uh, you know, when I started studying gift giving, it's been almost a decade at this point. I kind of went into it thinking, you know, whenever uh, people are giving gifts, right, all they want to do is make the recipient happy, right? That's the whole point of giving a gift, right? You want to put a smile on on the person's face. But actually what I've found in my own research and in the research of others and uh, a lot of this research is that whenever we give gifts, we don't only care about one thing. So we don't only care about kind of making the recipient happy. So that's that's what we call altruistic, you know, an altruistic motivation. But uh, we also care about kind of making ourselves happy. So in other words, I want to give you a gift that you like, but I also want to give you something that I like, my, I, that, I, that I want to give to you. You know what I mean? So we kind of have these like sort of selfish motivations, if you will. So as an example, you know, kind of, kind of relating back to the registry thing I said earlier, you know, as gift givers, we kind of, um, you know, we, we know, right, if someone has a gift registry, like, okay, they very much want that lamp, right? 
But at the same time, it's like, well, do I want to give, just give them something that they ask? You know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I also want to give them, you know, surprise them, make them think that I was thoughtful, make them think, you know, that I, that, that I was, you know, put a lot of time to give these kinds of things. Right. So there's kind of these, these kind of more self-centered motivations, if you will, when we give gifts. And I think that's something that could apply to this, these experiences like you were talking about. Right. So say, for example, if I have a, a friend, right, who, who has, who has, has no interest in, in, you know, American football, and I give them two tickets to an American football game for me, for me and them to go see, right? I'm not necessarily giving them the gift that I think that they want to right. see, but rather I'm giving them a gift that I kind of want to give to them. So all of this makes a lot of sense, and I, I want to be a better gift giver using all of your great advice, Julian, but we are getting really close. Do you have any sort of last-minute fixes or things that you suggest that people can get quickly with not amount of time with not a lot of time so one thing that that i honestly this is kind of relates back to your idea of you know trying to think of new ideas and things like that Mm -hmm. and one of my very first projects kind of looks at um sentimental gifts so uh, sentimental gifts in some cases will take time in some times in some cases they won't but um, one of my very first papers kind of shows, you know, whenever we are giving gifts around the holidays, we tend to opt for very superficial items, right? You think about it, you know, we give, you know, we give uh, electronic items. We might give, you know, a bottle of wine. We might give a, a jersey for a sports team, right? These very superficial things. But actually, sentimental sentimental gifts tend to be very much well-received. And in fact, recipients are quite happy with re- with sentimental gifts, not only when they receive them immediately, but also over a long period of time. So they remain very happy for them, you know, for for, for days, weeks, months following the gift exchange. So that might be one uh, sort of easy thing to do. So, you know, even something as simple as, as putting a few pictures together in a, in a, in a, in a, in a you know, in a collage or something like that, or, or writing a handwritten note, right? These things that don't take a ton of time. And on top of that, they don't, they're they not taking a ton of money either, right? Kind of relating back to your, to your, one of your first questions, right? We can go with something sentimental, you know, writing out or, or typing out a, a note about how much we appreciate someone and how much, how much we care about them and these kinds of things. Um, that's not going to take that much, you know, any money if, if anything at all, right? So that's, that's maybe one piece of advice for people to take from this. Okay, Julian, I have to ask you, on the other side of things, some of the worst gifts to receive, what should people be staying away from? Any, any last-minute tips? Yeah, I think one thing that uh, kind, of, kind of definitely rings true to me that, that we found across the literature, you know, the gift-giving literature, if you will, is that givers, uh, sometimes whenever they're considering fun gifts versus useful gifts, we tend to opt for the things that are, that are quite fun too often. So the things that will really get a rise out of everyone kind of at the gift exchange, the moment it's open, right? Think about something like a, like a chocolate fondue fountain, right? Whenever you give that gift, people are going to be smiling or be laughing, you know, it's going to be fun. But then down the road, you know, what's the recipient supposed to necessarily do with that, right? Like how often throughout the year are you really using a chocolate fondue fountain? So instead of going for that, maybe opt for something a little bit more utilitarian or more useful, right? Something like a toaster oven, right? Even though it's a little bit or, or, you know, a Keurig, right? Something something that's maybe not as fun, you know, the moment it's open, but it's going to be super useful down the road. And in fact, uh, our research kind of shows that when it comes to these, these trade-offs between things that are great, you know, the moment that they're opened and things that are not so great the moment they're open, but they're very helpful and useful down the road, uh, givers tend to opt for the kind of fun things, you know, the things that are that are amazing when the bow comes off, but recipients are tend to be more appreciative of the things that will be better in the long run. Julian, thank you so much for making the time and uh, for providing some much-needed help. Really appreciate the conversation. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on, and happy holidays to everyone. Yeah, you too.